All right. I don't know if you're going to be able to guess the person. That's I fine. was pretty particular about these facts. That's fine. We'll make it work. All right. So the ground rules are you can't ask if they're a male or a female. That that gives too much away, I feel. Okay. Sure. I'll give you five chances to answer this. All right. All right. First, oh man. The person was born in New York. Okay. Okay. They come from a movie family. Okay. You might need more than five. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Um, I, I have some I have some guesses in my head right now, just from being born in New York. Okay. <laughs> this will give it away. All right. They are a movie star. Okay. Movie star. Okay. Okay. They okay, I'm gonna have to I guess I'm gonna have to narrow it down to he. Okay. He has been in some of the most popular films of the past decade, film series of the past decade. So we're talking 2010 to 2020. Yeah, 2010 to 2020, the most popular movie series. He's been one of the main dudes in it. Okay. He was addicted to drugs. Okay. I think I might have it. Who are we doing? We're doing Robert Downey Jr. We're doing Robert Downey Jr., I think the drug oh. one was the drug was going to give it away. The drug like, gave it away. The drug because it was between that and Adam Sandler. I was thinking it could have been yeah. Sandler, but then when you said this decade, I was like, can't be Adam. Adam yeah. was like, popping in the nineties. And, and I was going to say the MCU, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but would that would have also been. given it away. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's like the most popular like actor in that. Am I wrong? Like, I don't. No, no, no. He is. He's actually the highest paid actor. Yeah. Right. The entire MCU, yeah, and he's the one who kind of kicked it off with Iron Man. Like they didn't have anything before. Yeah, that wasn't even. I don't even know if that was meant to be like a whole big movie, you know, like series. After that, I think they were just trying to make like an Iron Man movie. They were, yeah, yeah. I don't think they had the MCU in mind at that point, like making all the movies kind of intertwined with each other. But he was just so good that they were like, "Well, fuck," you know, box office hit. They're like, "Make another one, make another one." And yeah, let's make a Captain America. Let's make X Y Z. So yeah, taking off from there. Cause I don't, I don't know who like outside of Robert Downey Jr. Like they're all famous, but he's like, I feel like he's hands down the most famous. He's the most famous. Yeah. And then probably like, I think the second highest paid was Chris Evans who played Captain America. Okay. I yeah. I was going to say him. Like I've seen him in, a, in some shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that, he was in that really good detective movie recently where, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget like something with knives, I want to say, like, I forget the name of it, but he was, yeah, he's like been branching out a lot too. Like him, I think him, Chris Evans. And Chris Hemsworth were like the highest paid people. Yeah, Hemsworth, Thor. Yeah. yeah, I think those oh. are the three highest paid people in that film. One thing that they do not have in common with Robert Downey Jr. is that they probably don't have a net worth of three hundred million. They don't. I think that's <laughs> I think that's pretty fair to say. So he ranked as the world's highest paid actor in twenty, the third highest paid actor of twenty twenty one. He's most widely known for his role as Tony Stark. Iron Man, as we just discussed, he overcame addiction, like I just mentioned, to become one of the highest grossing box office stars of all time. We are doing Robert Downey Jr. So when he was born, he was the younger of two children born on April 4th, 1965 in Manhattan. His dad, Robert Downey Sr., was also an actor and film producer. While his mother was an actress who played in Downey Sr.'s films, I I guess like they had like a a couple's thing at it, like they were both like trying to like do it together. Do you know like if they had any form of success, the parents? I'm like curious about that. I don't I think I looked it up once and I don't think they had like too much. Mm-hmm. Like it was never as obviously never as much as yeah, as Robert Iron Man. But yeah. I mean, he has I mean, he's appearing on Google, I guess, just partly because people probably look him up because of Robert Downey Jr.'s name. But it, the first result is he's known for having written and directed the, the underground film Putney Swope. I've never heard of it. 
Putney. Yeah, uh, Putney Swope. Must have been somewhat successful for them to mention it. He looks a lot like Robert Downey Jr. He looks yeah, like he looks like an old version of Robert Downey Jr. Like a mix of Robert Downey Jr. and who played Hulk again? Uh, what was his name? I I don't know. They had two Hulks. The guy who they just Mark mentioned. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. He kind of yeah. looks like a combination of like an Albert Robert Downey Jr. mixed with like Mark Ruffalo, like with like yeah, hair. yeah. That that's that's very accurate. And honest, honestly, when you actually go on his IMDb, there's a ton of a ton of shit here. Like, so like he was father, on Saturday Night Live. His father, Robert. Yeah, Downey. yeah, oh, yeah. So like, yeah. He was in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, 2015. I guess is like a, a guest. So Downey Jr. actually made his acting debut when he was five in his dad's film, which is called Pound. And at the age of 10, he was living in England and studying classical ballet. As a teenager, he attended the Stage Door Manor Performing Arts Training Center in upstate New York. feel like he was one of those kids that kind of, you know, was already into kind of like Jason Bateman. Like he just kind of like grew up into acting and never really had any other type of childhood. Like it was always acting for him. His parents divorced in 1978. He moved out to Cali with his dad. And a few years later, he dropped out of high school, moved to New York to pursue his acting career full time, which is interesting because I feel like most people moved to LA to pursue their acting career. And he moved from LA to New York. Yeah, no, really weird switch. I mean, do you think that might've been to get away from his father a little bit? That that could have been it. I mean, Santa Monica, is that, is that near LA or the next picture of is, is of him at LA County jail. So yeah, yeah, very, very close. Okay. So he was, he was in LA basically. So he moved out to New York from LA to pursue acting, which is pretty interesting, but I don't know exactly if it had to do with his relationship with his dad, I would assume it had like partly to do with it, especially with like his parents splitting and things like that. When he was six, after his debut in the film industry, he actually started using marijuana at the approval of his father. So there's some of the relationship that we were talking about. The two would later do drugs together rather often, and Downey described it as an emotional bond between him and his father. The early exposure actually led Downey to spending every night abusing alcohol and making a thousand phone calls in pursuit of drugs. So we're talking about at the age of six. That's heavy shit. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know how. I mean, clearly, that's what I'm saying. Clearly a rocky upbringing to like be doing drugs with your father when like, I don't even know what you're doing. Like, well, I don't even know what grade you're in when you're six, like what second grade, if that. That's what I'm saying. You know, like when you grow older, it's like a lot of people move away from their home because they want to get away from like a traumatic upbringing. Yeah. For him, that might have been a subconscious or maybe conscious decision to be like, I can't be trying to pursue something here when there's so much trauma associated with this area. Because this is, we're t- like we said, this is, we're talking when he was six. Like, yeah. Right. He probably did want to get away from that. Like, I mean, that's you're smoking weed at six and making phone calls to get drugs yeah. probably at like 10 years old. Yeah. So and it only got worse. I mean, he became more famous in the early 2000s. Obviously, he lost several jobs being arrested. He had a known drug addiction. And he was also in rehab like pretty frequently. So mm-hmm. after his last arrest in April 2001, he finally decided to reach out for help. He stated shortly thereafter, it's not that difficult to overcome these seemingly ghastly problems. What's hard is to, des- is to decide to do it. So it wasn't until a couple of years later after his rehab that he was actually able to return to the big screen when he starred in The Singing Detective, which was in 2003. This was actually only possible because he was friends with Mel Gibson, who paid Downey's insurance bond against his addictive behavior, which actually paved the way for his comeback. He might not have ever even been back in the industry if like he didn't have like a friend there and was actually willing to like accept it. 
you know, he had a problem. Talk about what a friend to have, like Mel Gibson of all people. To, right. Which makes Freaking me think, the Patriot. No, literally. Yeah. Which makes me think like maybe his father was quasi successful and maybe introduced him to Mel because uh-huh. to meet someone, you know, a celebrity like Mel Gibson. And then for him to want to stick his neck out for you. Like I, I'm super curious what their relationship would have been like Mel's and Downey's. But yeah, it's crazy how like one thing like him paying the insurance bond allowed him to get. Yeah. Insane, you know, like where would he be without that? You know, it's it's weird, too, because and we'll probably go over this at some point in the future, too. But like Jason Bateman, I mentioned it before, like this, his story is like kind of similar to this, like became famous when he was young. He became addicted to alcohol. He almost like lost his career, basically, because Mm. of his addiction. Then he came back and he finally got arrested development. And then that's when like his career like blew up. And as we'll get into a similar kind of thing happened with Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, with the help of his friends and the desire to turn his life around, he was finally kind of on the right path. And he's actually been drug-free since July 2003, which is definitely on the right path. It's been 18 years since he's been sober. In 2007, he earned the role of Tony Stark, as we discussed, in Iron Man, due mainly to the support of the director, John Favreau, who actually plays in the movie as, forget his name. Happy. Happy. Yeah, happy security happy security guard. Yes. So the film surprisingly had low expectations at the time. Many critics didn't think it would be a success, and he was only paid five hundred. Only paid five hundred thousand dollars for the role. <laughs> However, the film made over five hundred eighty million dollars at the box office, and the success of the film is what led to the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is what we just yeah. said. We didn't actually write this one. This was this was Jack. So yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a ton of sense actually, because we were just saying it didn't seem like they made that movie with the intention of like creating the next okay. Game of Thrones type shit. Like yeah, was- no, 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 not at all. And I remember, uh, you know, saying five hundred thousand dollars, you know, is a little amount, but of course, like five hundred thousand is huge. But to put that in perspective, a lot of people who work in film, who are you know high budget entertainers like The Rock and stuff, they yeah. didn't have twenty million dollars a film. Yeah in perspective how little 500,000 is to play Iron Man. And I know we'll discuss later how much he ended up getting paid for his final movie in Endgame, Avengers Endgame. But just to see the progression is crazy to see how much he made for that first what 500,000 to what he ends up making for that final film. It also, it's like, it, it probably too that he wasn't like too picky because... Mm-hmm. You know, he was coming off of an addiction. Like it was probably hard to find work. Even though people know you're talented, they probably kind of look at you with a little bit of like a veil of uh, you know, hesitation. You know, why why should I take a chance on you? You could mess this whole thing up for us. So especially you, with the drug background going. Yeah, on. exactly. Like five hundred thousand. I I mean, yeah. I would take it. Yeah, no, of without course. a drug addiction, I would take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so he made five hundred thousand for the role. It made tons of money. As the MCU grew in popularity, so did Robert Downey Jr.'s net worth. He basically became the face of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he was able to negotiate some seriously high paydays for his appearances in the films. His final film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was actually the movie Avengers Endgame. And for the film, he actually received a whopping $75 million from his base salary and percentage of the profits of the movie. So he went from $500,000 for the first Iron Man movie to making $75 million from Endgame, which he wasn't even this. It, the movie wasn't even all about him. It was the Avengers. Yeah, it was an Avengers movie, not even an Iron Man movie. Yeah, exactly. Talk about just like fucking leveling yeah. up. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Like, no, literally. I mean, of all things like and in, you know, that happened, that movie happens about, I think, 11 years later than Iron Man. But just to think, you know, he was crazy. Like, yeah, he worked with Marvel for like over a decade and went from making 500000 
to, I, you know, like that's just crazy to think he like over a hundred X that. Also the fact that it's been 11 years, it doesn't even feel like it's been that long, but yeah. Iron Man did come out like what, like 2006, Eight, 2006 yeah, something like that. Yeah. It came out after Spider-Man. Spider-Man was like 2000 three to six yeah. so yeah probably like 2007 2008 yeah so yeah i mean it came out like freaking over a decade ago yeah that's yeah. nuts yeah crazy um so yeah as of 2021 robert downey jr obviously has a net worth of 300 million dollars guess how much his films have grossed worldwide not just in the u.s worldwide uh i'm gonna go north of 10 billion yes over 20 or below 20 I'm going to go, I'm going to go right in the middle at 15, 14.4, Okay. 14.4 bill. Yeah. He is certainly a mogul in the industry. I mean, he's accumulated a total of 24 awards throughout the span of his career Mm -hmm. and he will appear in the sports comedy drama film, all-star weekend directed by Jamie Foxx. He will also reprise his role of Sherlock Holmes in a third film that is scheduled for release later this year. And some of his most successful and highest grossing movies of all time. Obviously when you look at the list, the Avengers takes up like 75% of it. It's like Avengers, Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, which is actually very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all basically Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, then there's this movie called Chef that's thrown in there. I don't know if you've heard of that. I actually watched Chef the other day. Very, really? very good movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie that stars John Favreau. Um, oh, really? He, yeah, he plays like a chef. Who, they're like, like boys. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, they're like best friends. So yeah, apparently he wouldn't have even gotten Iron Man if John Favreau didn't stick his neck out for Robert Downey Jr. Because mm-hmm. oh, the casting, because you know a lot of cast still didn't want to hire him because of the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, and so John Favreau was like, no, like trust me, like this is the guy for it. So yeah, honor boys. But Chef is very cool because like they have just a killer cast. Like I, my aunt works in the industry, and she was yeah. that a lot of people who make up a, a good example is like Ocean's Eleven, where mm-hmm. they have all these blockbuster names. But it's really because I, like Brad Pitt and who's the other one in Ocean's Eleven? Uh, um, Clooney, I think. Who? Brad Pitt and George Clooney, I think, are Ocean's Eleven, right? Or Ocean's Eight? It was Clooney. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Clooney. Ocean. You know better than I would. Yeah, let's see. Ocean's Eleven uh, cast. I'm pretty sure it's like they're all friends with each other, so they kind of just like hit each other up, and they're like, "Hey, would you want to like be in this movie together?" And it's just very, very fun because it's all like the best actors in the industry and they're all yeah. Chef is the exact same thing. It's like John Favreau, um, and Robert Downey Jr. Like, um, then there's like, uh, oh, it's just like a jam-packed cast. I'm like, yeah, like, kind of like, like, yeah, those movies where they have like everybody, like there's one I think called like Valentine's Day or something. is in it. Um, Dustin Hoffman is in it. Okay. Bobby uh, Cannavale. So just a whole bunch. Marcus of Cook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He actually is the um, backup role. Yeah, you, you don't you don't see much of him, but in the Bollywood version, he's uh, <laughs> he holds it down. That's interesting because Chef is like wedged in there along with another movie called The Judge. The Judge is a very good movie as well. He yeah, played, I've seen neither of those. Yeah, yeah, I and they're both defense attorney in that one. So okay, so they're they're those two. They both came out in 2014, and yeah. then they're wedged in between like all of the Avengers movies basically and then you scroll down and then there's like Sherlock Holmes due date which was hilarious Tropic Thunder was also hilarious oh I forget yeah, yeah. They, they, there's so many and then there are a few I've never heard of but obviously were probably pretty popular among some people so I mean that's his story mostly like that's kind of how he did it um he overcame addiction he was super popular I feel like it's harder than people give a credit for 
Like okay. it, it's not easy to overcome addiction, even if you're famous. Not at all. No. I mean, and especially when you're famous, you got to think about it. Like, you know, there's always like that joke where it's like, I'm not rich enough to be addicted to cocaine, but like yeah. <laughs> was, you know, yeah, he was, but yeah, he was. And he still was able to cut that addiction, which is really, really hard. You know, a lot of druggies run into the issue, which is why a lot of them results to crime is because they don't have the money to just afford yeah. it. You know, but yeah. Robert Andrew didn't have that issue. Like he had all the money in the world, like not too much. So in the early crib, even when you're making $500,000, yeah. you have more than most drug addicts. And yeah. so he could have easily, you know, faltered and fell back into doing drugs and becoming an alcoholic. He had the money. Yeah. He, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's so much, so much hats off to him for not succumbing back to that life. When yeah. In fact, I was actually watching a documentary and about addiction and they were saying that so many people so many people kind of condemn addiction and all this stuff, but a lot of them, like you said, don't have like the actual like resources to even be an addict. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of like movie stars actually being addicts. Yeah. So the hardest thing to do is to actually like have it accessible to you, like whenever you want and actually choose not to do it as opposed to, you know, not ever even having to deal with like the, the temptation. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you have the hundred dollars to even buy the drugs that you're looking for? You know? Yeah. You know, when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars, that would even be a question for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and some people will find a way. I mean, if they're yeah, actually yeah, addicted, yeah. they will find yeah. a way. But yeah. it's, when it's easier, more accessible to you, it's it's harder to actually say no. Yeah. Um. So the key takeaways from his story. Yeah. Only good can come from asking for help. As we just said, after, you know, a battle with addiction at an all time low, he just lost his job. His wife left him. He was facing time in prison. He actually swallowed his pride and asked for help. He got his drug addiction in check and went to work, turned his career around and proved many people wrong along the way. He never reached out for guidance. Honestly, who knows where he would have ended up today? It's important to seek help. Mm -hmm. Two, it's never too late to develop self-discipline. At 33, he developed the discipline to stay sober. Like it didn't happen before that. He was in his 30s. He dedicated himself to Wing Chun, which is a Chinese martial art, actually, which is kind of, I would say, I, I... I, I took Taekwondo once. I have heard of Wing Chun. I think it's kind of like more like. And you ever watch me, Ip Man? Hitman? Ip Man, like IP Man, Ip Man. Nah, what's that? It's uh, so it's a movie that's based on Bruce Lee's trainer, and he's the one who popularized a uh, Wing Chun. So it's a oh. it's watch. It's a guy who's like stance. You can't really see my stance. Yeah. I'm listening on the podcast, but he kind of has like his right hand, his right hand out at like a ninety degree angle, and his left hand out at like a further ninety degree angle, and it's like right in front of him. And they work on like this wooden board that has sticks that come out of it. And it's a lot of it is like uh, hand movements and hand placements. Yeah. To, you know, it's a lot of it's like reflexes hitting and things like that. But it's yeah. a more, like Zen type of uh, martial art. That makes sense because it says it demands like intense focus and inner calm. Um, from what I know of it, it's like very meditative. Oh, yeah. It says Wing Chun teaches you what to concentrate on, whether you are here or out in the world dealing with problems. It's second nature for him, which is what he said. And he said that he wouldn't have even gotten to the point where he was when there's a problem uh, if it weren't for Wing Chun. Um, so this is just a prime example. If you know if you indulge yourself in something that you're passionate about, no mountain is really too high to climb. I mean, he just kind of went headfirst into Wing Chun and he was so focused on it that it literally kind of allowed him to, you know, take his mind off of his addiction and more toward the things that he actually wanted to do. Yeah. And even um, in the movie, he actually yeah. actually seen of him doing Wing Chun in the movie as yeah. yeah like so it's like it's like showing like a training montage of his and in the training they have him doing wing chun 
So when that's I that's actually funny, he probably knew how to do that already. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't really too much like training behind that. It was like he already knew what he was doing, but I I didn't know that he knew that until I was reading this network post back when it came out. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like that makes sense that they had him doing that in the movie because he already knew how to do it. Yeah. It's. Yeah. A, I feel like it's a good way to actually, you know. I feel like getting your mind off of it in ways that are like healthy is probably one of the better ways to get uh, rid of addiction. Um, and the last thing is believe that your talent and hard work will, will overlook your past mistakes. A lot of these aren't very cliche. Like I feel like some of these yeah. can be, you know, like work hard and, you know, succeed. Yeah. Like a lot of these are very specific. Um, mm-hmm. He's an extremely talented actor, but he wasn't the ideal candidate for a superhero. Doesn't really necessarily look like a superhero, but he, uniquely fits like the iron man superhero yes. like he's not going to be like superman but like yeah. he's like as he's his attitude like kind of fits iron man iron man for sure yeah he was a recovering addict he only played supporting roles up until that point but his acting skills made john favreau which we just talked about kind of overlook his negatives and hire him and he believed that downey's talent was pretty much enough to carry the movie towards success nobody really was on the train with him like you said it was kind of like he he kind of took a, a flyer on him. He jumped in the pool. He took a risk when no one was willing to. And now his 20 plus years of experience in the film industry finally paid off. I mean, you know, you can still make mistakes and be forgiven because nothing will serve you better than a strong work ethic. You have to have the persistence to be, be, you know, to, to kind of just overcome your past mistakes, which we know all about. Um, For sure. So yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. That is how Robert Downey Jr. Accumulated a net worth of, million. Yeah, no, he's a super inspiring story. And to that point where you're like, he's not really a superhero build, but he plays and nice, like really well. I was just watching infinity war yesterday with my dad, like, cause I've seen it a million times. So I thought, why not a million and one? Um, and I'm watching with my dad and early on, he's like speaking to Dr. Strange and Mm. and he's being sarcastic and is like, you know, Tony Stark way. And my dad just goes, they couldn't have casted a better person to play Iron Man than Robert. Yeah. It's so true. Like, I don't know how yeah. it, the, the, the stars just aligned like perfectly. Like yeah. he's, he is Iron Man. Like he if they Iron try Man. to make another movie of Iron Man, like it's just never going to be as good. No, I know. It's like uh, when Heath Ledger played Joker, it's like, he is Joker. It's yeah. Like, yeah. So hard to get someone else to play uh, right. Joker after you have a Heath Ledger like performance and Tony Stark will be the same way after Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And the only reason like the new Joker movie worked was because it was like him when he was like younger. Yeah, like you know, so that's why. Like, but the real like Joker when he was like crazy and a criminal, like that's Heath Ledger. Same way with Iron Man. Yeah. Last thing, we've done three net worth posts so far. One was with Robert uh, Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, today, Damon John, LeBron James, who has the highest net worth of the three so far? LeBron James. Is that your final answer? Final answer. I don't even know myself. (laughs) <laughs> well, if I know off my head, I feel like Damon and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are at 300 million and LeBron's at 500 million. Those are my guesses. LeBron is indeed at 500 million. He yeah. is the most, the most, the, the most, the richest by net worth. Yeah. There's a lot of it. You know, update that moving forward because apparently he's a billionaire now. After yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. His career earnings are past 1 billion. So, yeah. might have to go back to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> part two. Give a little um, update. But yeah, he's the most, he's the most, uh, he's the richest by net worth. That's obviously a very, you know, uh, mm. it, there's a lot that goes into net worth. So, take that with a grain of salt. It changes a lot. Yeah. But that's it for today. Um, that is Robert Downey Jr. 
good man. I mean, one of the best performances as a superhero we've seen in our lives so far. I mean, we're very young, but yeah. um, no debate there. And, you know, we'll see. Well, I guess that's that's pretty much it for today. Anything else on Robert Downey Jr.? Any other closing remarks? No, I think I think you uh, you encompassed it pretty well. I mean, to me, the biggest takeaway I get from hearing about a story is what we've talked about, which is just like, it's not where you come from. It's where you want to go. You know, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is a person who came from a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of reasons why he could have just been like a bum and just like blamed a lot of his past on why he wouldn't be successful. In the yeah. Future. And instead of like going, I had a really hard childhood. I'm not going to be able to make it. He was like, I want to do something and I want to make a change. And I kind of just go to show like you can forge your own destiny, no matter how difficult of an upbringing you might have had. So, so yeah, really inspiring story. And now he's a 300 millionaire. 300. Trace, Trace Hundo Mills, bro. He's a big baller. Well, we'll see you all in a couple weeks together here we'll be back next week as well we're going to be interviewing another entrepreneur you're not going to want to miss that one but two weeks from now we'll be doing the same thing we've done today with somebody else not necessarily robert downey jr in fact not even not necessarily it won't be robert (laughs) downey jr um and you're not going to miss that either because it'll be entertaining it'll be interesting and you'll probably be able to find it on the successful.com so look that up and we'll see you all next friday enjoy your weekends deuces